0: Mortgages can be a dry subject, so here's your Oasis in the Desert. It's the podcast that will get you talking and thinking, or more likely, drinking. The Lennon to his McCartney, the Bert to his Ernie. It's the one and only Mortgage Stew and his sidekick Martin at the LM Experience. Hi there, welcome to the Elm Experience. We're now looking at episode 31.
1: Episode 30, Is it 31? It not aged us at all, has it, Stu? Not Still at looking top. as young as we were when we started. Indeed. Just well, about. Absolutely. Well, what I thought we'd do today, Stu, is as you know, we're all about business, we're all about um, trying to develop uh, our, our audience base. Um, and we've got someone very special come all the way from Disneyland <laughs> <laughs> today. Um, now, don't be surprised if a lot of woodland mammals start, start chirping <laughs> and singing chirping along. In the, corners. the birds may land on the windowsill and then Snow White might just burst into song. We've got got Jenny Knighting from from the Nutcracker Agency. Morning, Jenny.
2: Good morning, Martin. How are you? I'm good. I just escaped from my tower this morning.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Rapunzel. (laughs) I thought you needed a haircut. Um, Right. So what I thought we'd do today, Jenny Jenny runs a marketing agency and a very successful one uh, and we did some work with her a few few years ago. Uh, And as you know, we're, we're all about marketing Stu, indeed, we, personally and, and professionally. So I thought it'd be quite a good idea to get someone in who maybe doesn't know the industry quite as well as we do and maybe just, just tell us where we're going to go wrong or where we're going right or what we can do differently. So that's the reason why Jenny's on here. Um, so Jenny, just tell us a little bit about yourself as you get into marketing.
2: So it's kind of an organic process, really, from being in sales for a number of years across media. Um, And I kind of naturally got to the assumption that if you're going to be good at actually sales, then you need to be able to understand how to match your audiences for what they're trying to achieve. Makes Um, sense, yeah. um, So it kind of evolved from there. And my last role before I set up Nutcracker was for a digital news um, company, And increasingly, it was brands that really needed to connect with audiences. And it wasn't just a simple case of of run-of-sight. It was really understanding the marketing side. Mm -hmm. Um, And I soon became fairly disenchanted with how agencies were treating corporate clients, the disconnect between passion, energy, and just ticking boxes, Mm -hmm. Um, and really believe in digital marketing being connected. So there's a whole number of different um, things that arose that got me to start Nutcracker. Um, but yeah, but base, and also a huge passion for marketing and business growth, I really believe. Have you um, always had that
1: though from an early an Yeah, early I age. think
2: all through my career, I think that's what made me successful mm-hmm. for, when I had a sales background was that I really understood marketing. and I've always approached things fairly creatively and I think really the creative side of marketing is what helps company stands out more than anything.
0: Yeah. So with when you started Nutcracker, were there any specific areas that you concentrated on first of all? Were you offering like a complete suite of different options to begin with?
2: So my two core objectives were to make sure that sales and marketing were aligned. Mm -hmm. Increasingly, you have companies who approach sales on one side of the fence and marketing on the other. Both dislike each other and both think the other one's lazy. <laughs> and That can often be the outlook between sales and marketing departments. Yeah. From my perspective, I believe fundamentally that the sales and marketing teams must be aligned in order for it to be successful. So sales people at the very front of discussions can mm-hmm. see firsthand what's affecting the industry, what the challenges are. If that works coherently with marketing then the messaging is so much more on point, it's so much more successful. Mm-hmm. Marketing in turn can then feed in more, more um, direct leads and the whole thing works really well. I also wanted to merge um, digital marketing across the different channels so mm-hmm. I didn't want to have an agency where it was just social media just content. I wanted everything to be fairly fluid um, because that's how you get seriously good marketing is if you're working across the different um, different areas.
0: Because mm, I think generally look at the industry that we're in, a lot of the time it, it's seen to be a very sort of traditional industry in terms of that a lot of um, financial advice firms for example follow a very sort of staid sort of formula for how they promote themselves. Um, what areas do you think at the moment are areas which specifically financial advisory sort of firms, what sort of areas do you think that they are generally lacking in at the moment and <laughs> things they should concentrate on?
2: I mean, my observation is that I think a lot of financial firms try and make things too complicated. Mm -hmm. And actually, it's almost justifying fees or their role in the decision-making process. If you take mortgages, for example, it is just a big loan. It's okay to dispel the myth. It's okay to not make it really complicated. And I think that, as you say, quite rightly, it's a fairly um, old-fashioned industry. And as such, I think it's got a fairly old-fashioned approach when actually, at the heart of financial... Advice is to make it simple, clear, and to build a relationship of trust with mm-hmm. your with your clients. Well, one of the,
1: sorry, one of the reasons why I wanted Jenny to come on is because obviously she's got marketing experience yep. as well, but then also you're, you're a consumer mm. at heart at the end of the day. So you've got two hats here that you can maybe bring to the table, Jenny. One is look from a professional point of view, you're really messing up, and then from a consumer point of view, you're really messing up. Yeah. So what, what 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 do you think? Because um, I'm guessing you're a very thorough individual, so I'd be very surprised if you haven't done a lot of due diligence before coming on here today, Jenny. Uh, what have you seen out there in the marketplace, just specifically for mortgage broking, because financial advice is a very broad mm. subject, but so just specifically from a mortgage point of view, what, what can you tell us that maybe the industry's doing, doing wrong or could do better, and also what we're doing right?
2: So I think that what was interesting was that, you know, having looked at um, seven brands within mortgages that people perhaps should have heard of. Yeah. I did some market research among peers of mine, um, and none of them have heard of any of them. Mm-hmm. So none that of them. none of them. Of the seven. Of the seven. So what that said to me was that if they are marketing, they're not marketing effectively. One of my observations from a marketing point of view is that the industry tends to market to each other. Mm-hmm. and not to actually outside of the industry. Yeah. So it's not a great surprise. Um, I think within mortgages, you know, if you were to stop the vast majority of people down the streets who do they associate with mortgages? It would be the Halifax. Right. Um, and I think that most of the reason for the Halifax direct lending success is because they've s- stuck core to what they do. The adverts you see always are around mortgages, always around happy homes, always around yeah. achieving what people want, which is mm. to move into the houses. If you take the recent um, campaign by Habito, which um, obviously got picked up by the Drum magazine, um, created quite a, a you know, s- well, not that much noise because people hadn't heard of them. It did in the industry. But within well, the industry oh, it, did, it created yeah. noise. But if you look at that, um, for me, that is the epitome of poor marketing because... Okay, that's
1: interesting. Well, in what way?
2: Well, in the sense that the whole process of going through a mortgage and, and a home can be daunting to the vast majority of people. Um, you know, So much regulatory change, industry's changed now f- far quicker than it did, it, yet the vast majority of first-time homeowners, for example, will naturally turn to their parents. But the parents are really out, out of date because they may well have looked at mortgages 25 years ago and regulations completely were completely yeah. different. Yeah. So. The thing about the campaign was all about that fear. It's complicated, it's confusing, it's fearful. You know, it was quite almost horrifying, the emotions that negative. came out. Hugely negative, but also the happiness was the very last steal. So, actually, you've gone this horrifying journey, which made it even more daunting. Whereas, in <laughs> reality, what consumers want to hear is, you can trust me. I'm an expert. I'm going to put your interest first, and I'm going to get you the deal you want. Hmm. So, for example, you know, Martin is actually my, my mortgage <laughs> advisor. Help um me? But the reason why, I mean, I I hate to blow smoke up Martin's backside, (laughs) it really pains me. But but the reason why, if you take, say, the relationship I have with Martin, is I just trust he's going to get me the right deal. Whether or not he does or he doesn't, I believe it. And it's easy, it just happens, and I have very little stress. Hmm. And that's what the vast majority of people want. So if you take your original point about what the industry is doing well, Martin, um, I think what it's doing well is that brands survive through reputation and words of mouth, but mm. marketing as a core isn't always very successful. And the reason for that is because I don't believe that the vast majority of mortgage brokers understand how to do good marketing mm. and just fall back on traditional means. To,
0: to give you an example, I mean, I've mean, i only recently got involved in just even testing the water again with things like Google Ads and that mm. side of things. And the thing that I found really fascinating was when you go in now to this developed system they've now got with regards to creating one, for example, it does actually give you an estimate of how much you would need to spend to compete with the major players on Google Ads, which for, for a mortgage broker is going to be the big brokerages and the figures that were being talked about. As the required budget to get within the same range as those guys were ridiculous. But
2: I believe passionately that's not the right. That's not the most effective way to market because mm. if all you've got in common is with someone is the Google search term, mm. it's not really a relationship. No. And at the heart of good mortgage and good branding and good trust across the financial sector has to be building up trust. Now you can't build up trust, you know, through a Google ad word. You can build up the fact that it's a match. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, someone's looking for a mortgage and you happen to do mortgages, but that doesn't say you can trust me, you can build the brand. And where financial companies need to see it differently is that to build up a proper pipeline, proper leads, proper new business, you have to build up a story. You know, that's where content marketing is really Mm -hmm. important because you're giving proper advice. Now, the reason why that matters is because if someone reads something which is well thought out, that's not just appearing in industry news, actually is targeting the right people, they're more likely to get in touch because that trust is there. So. And you know you cannot do that through Google AdWords.
0: And I think sometimes it can be from unexpected sources. I mean, I still get inquiries now from a piece that I wrote about Japanese knotweed about ten years ago.
2: Yeah, yeah. And
0: simply, I've had phone calls out of the blue from people who said, "I've read your article that you wrote about this issue."
1: Yeah, she would Come around and clear it out, did I?
0: Yeah, just about. <laughs> um, but basically, that that still now is still showing up, and it's still kind of driving people towards... So the
1: echo echo of marketing can go off for years, if it's done effectively. Good and bad, I guess. That's the thing, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely.
2: You know, from my perspective, I think the whole point is that, you know, I go to Martin because I'm, you know, not going to be able to source the mortgage myself. Mm -hmm. Um, So why would a mortgage broker suddenly become an expert in marketing?
0: Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? It's going to the right
2: people that are experts in their field. Yeah. Um, And often, if you go to the same people that do the same companies, do the same stuff, You're going to get the same results. Yeah. That's why sometimes it's good to have a fresh pair of eyes, look at it objectively and see things differently.
1: So, right, what should brokers be doing then, do you think, Jenny? Now, the problem with our industry, it's very fragmented. So you've got lots of individuals and small businesses and money's always going to be an issue. We're Mm. very bad at marketing and then we're also very tight as individuals. Mm. So what what can a broker do to maybe get their brand a bit more front and centre? What's the most effective way?
2: Well, I think at the starting point before doing anything, it's really understanding the audience, mm-hmm. really analysing where their success currently is and are they happy with that? Like, yep. is it the right audience? Just because they happen to get the same people, if it's word of mouth and referrals, it may well be taken down a path which is actually quite hard work. Mm-hmm. You know, so first and foremost, it's actually looking at who is it they want to sell to. Um, and then it's really understanding the persona of that person, you know, how to reach them, what's going to resonate, what they're really interested in. Mm-hmm. Um, because obviously the the decision-making involved in second or third-time mortgage is fairly different to first-time buyer and as such the messaging needs to be different. So at the core of anything is what is the objective and also what does success look like because, you know, your point on um, being tight, Martin, um, for some people um, success may be two or three leads. For others it may be 50, you know. So it's really about understanding, well, for X you're likely to achieve why. If you want something else, you need to invest differently.
1: How do you quantify results? Because one of my favourite quotes about marketing um, is, uh, I can't remember who said it, but he said something along the lines of, half the money I spend on marketing is a waste of money, I just don't know which half. Which I think is quite a valid point because it's very hard to gauge how well the marketing's going, and you know how, how much money do you throw at it? How do you give it six months?
2: Well, it isn't, isn't because just like regulations have changed dramatically in recent times across the financial um, sector, so is marketing because we now live in an age where everything has analytics, everything has data. Mm-hmm. So actually, if you are good at what you do, it's fairly straightforward to see where success should be. Now, if if all um, all data is pointing to the fact it should have been successful, and there aren't leads. Where you need to look at is the call to action. It may well be a simple case of the call to action isn't clear enough or on the website it's not straightforward enough to get in touch or there's a barrier Mm -hmm. to stop that final hurdle. So the analytics behind a lot of these campaigns and success stories can actually tell you just as much about what is working as what isn't um, and it could just be a simple case of actually, you need to have a mobile number that's easily accessible. You know, yeah, there could just, just be a simple barrier. Interpreting
0: it in the right way, Yeah, rather so, than so looking really for the looking
2: problems. at that data is at the heart of most successful marketing campaigns and looking at the analytics, who's coming through to the website, what the source is. Mm-hmm. There's lots of different ways in which you can build, um, you know, analysis on whether a campaign's been successful.
1: Okay. And have you got any, any success stories that you can share from your own clients?
2: Yeah, I mean, we work across multiple sectors and perhaps the one thing in common across all of our clients is that they're either entrepreneur in their outlook, they are entrepreneurs, they're targeting entrepreneurs because Mm -hmm. that's what I'm most passionate about. So it resonates really strongly with me. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think the core success when it comes to say lead generation, which is where I think you guys are focusing on, is really understanding how to do proper LinkedIn lead generation strategy tied in with email marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, there's lots and lots of different ways in which you can market now. You know, we're we're focusing on say email or digital, but obviously there's outdoors, there's TV, there's, there's all sorts of different ways mm, you can reach many people. Channels, um, but if you're looking at perhaps tighter budgets, then you know really making sure that you've got a really strong database, you're really mm-hmm. marketing to it clearly, um, you're targeting them on LinkedIn and really does prompt follow-ups now it's obviously more tricky if you're looking at consumers um, and that's where um, you need to make sure you've got a really strong, compelling story to tell. And that's where proper proper PR comes in, you know, proper ways to promote yourselves. Mm-hmm. That's where social media done well can be invaluable because it's often the most cheapest, most effective way to resonate with people. Yes. Um, you know, really utilising your own client base to give referrals, making sure they're aware to give a referral. You know, it may seem obvious to us, but often it isn't obvious to somebody else.
0: Yeah, yeah. And we um, kind of automatically think that people will do it. Yeah. But... You've just got to ask. The vast
2: majority of people don't. Yeah. You, know, you don't sit there saying, "Well, you must talk to such and such." Whereas, if you prompt somebody to say, It'd "Be great to have a rec- any recommendations," that can often feed. Yes, and sometimes Whereas, it's, yeah. it's the
1: very simple things, isn't it, that we do badly. Yes, and we try and overcomplicate and overthink. Yeah, the other stuff.
2: And you know, often with say financial sector, repeat business is at the core to a lot of people's success. So actually, not forgetting those people is key key. so just stay in front of mind with your brands keep Mm -hmm. your regular content contact you're not offending them on twitter like martin does you know there's all sorts of different ways (laughs) you're still talking to me just (laughs) (laughs) there's all different ways in which you know you can resonate with people but it's really making sure that your objective is matched with your strategy and that's Mm -hmm. where it often helps to speak to someone who knows what they're talking about that's not me Saying, but it really genuinely. So,
1: if you were a consumer today and you were looking for a mortgage broker, what would you you didn't know anybody? What would you do?
2: I think my first starting point would be to ask people who I felt gave sound advice. You know, people that just moved house, or you know, just to get a feel for
1: your peer group. Peer
2: group, yeah. would,
1: Would you see? Would you maybe just? get two or three names and send, check their website out. I mean, that's that's what I, the first thing I do is always check someone's website out just to legitimise Yeah, legitimize I, mean, them. I mean,
2: I do think that reviews really matter. I mean, obviously, you've got mm. the unbiased.com website and I think the challenge you've got with brokers is that there's so much distrust and that's because actually there are some good ones but there's some, a lot of bad ones yeah. that give it a yeah. bad name that actually are just interested in what fees they can, you know, what fees yeah. they can benefit from themselves mm. and I think that's that really rather true. negative approach feeds into distrust which feeds into, you know, mortgage brokers often don't know how to market them themselves and all in all that's why you haven't got very strong brands that's why you know what martin's doing with the money group is actually really clever because there's a there's a brand there which you can associate with you can trust but where it would be absolutely imperative to say the money group is that the people that are representing the money group are the good brokers mm-hmm. which clearly i'm sure they are but that hope so. <laughs> let's hope so if not you might want to you know apply for a job at nutcracker <laughs> but um right speaking of yeah. nutcracker
1: jenny come mm. on you've got one minute mm. sell it why should people get in contact with you? What can Nutcracker do for not just brokers? Anyone that's listening in that, that you know needs some marketing or PR or sort of you know lead generation guidance? It's, Why should they contact it? It's, it's very very
2: rare for a marketing agency to think commercially. To yep. ultimately be governed by results, mm-hmm. and to really be able to think agilely and creatively, and not just think about budget. What we do is we get at the heart of a person's business um, or a company's business, and really look at who do you want to talk to. What's success and how do we get there? Mm-hmm. And then we utilise, you know, we're, we're full service agencies. We don't need to steer it to mm. social media. We can steer it to something completely different. It could be contract publishing. It could be articles. It could be magazines. It could be PR. You know, it could be all different types of digital marketing. And as such, we don't have, we're, not, we're not biased. We're not trying to shoehorn someone into... into one direction. Yeah, you know, so I guess that's in line with good broking. You know, if you're a good broker... Business. It's
1: the same, isn't it? It's, you know, it's people, isn't it, ultimately? Ultimately, and, that, and, that's, and to. that's
2: where good you know, pe- good, good people in the financial services win if they really are putting their clients first. And that's it's, the same uh, as good marketing. It's putting hmm. your client's business first. What's going to work for them and not just spending money for the sake of it?
1: Very good. Fantastic. I told you she goes on, didn't she? Sure. <laughs> <Anyway, laughs> part two. It's I, 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 thought, I yeah, thought we were absolutely. just getting started. Actually, just yeah, yeah, we'll just Absolutely, <laughs> Jenny. Look, that was really, really useful. Thank you very much for that. Last Thank question. You. We always ask people, what's your football team?
2: Well, my sister will kill me if I don't say Spurs.
1: Well, what's your football team? Not your sister's football team. Spurs. Big game tonight. Uh,
2: yes. Do you know? <laughs> Every you know night of the week.
1: tonight. You're not even a football fan, are you?
2: Well, actually, I have. You know, for my fifteenth birthday, I went to see so Spurs f- versus Arsenal.
1: who oh, who is Spurs playing tonight?
2: Um, the very good team. Right. In that
1: case, we're going to ask you this the supplementary question: What was the first record you brought?
2: We discussed this, Martin. um I haven't had time to research a really cool record <laughs> from my from the year I'd have bought it, so I, I can't answer.
1: Oh, useless, anyway, <laughs> Stu. Episode thirty-one. And actually, 31. quite offended, oh, we
2: did get to thirty-one, and you didn't ask me sooner. But thank you very much for Absolutely. having <laughs>
1: me. Absolutely. Uh, listen, it was, well, it was well worth it. We got, we got it there in the end. We might even record the next one. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, Stew, Episode thirty-one. Do oh, all thing. done. Yes, indeed. Excellent. Thank you, for Jenny, for coming in. Oh, actually, we should ask Jenny. Yes. How do people get in contact with you? For business. <laughs> Or, or singing. We oh, might want to take you to a game tomorrow, I, I
2: don't know. I almost made it all the way through about swearing. And I almost <laughs> just dropped, dropped to Um Yeah, well, I'm on LinkedIn, Jenny Nighting, or get in touch via nutcrackeragency.com.
0: Brilliant. Fantastic. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you. And um, by all means, if you'd like to come on the show and also appear, or if you would like to nominate somebody yourself to come on in future, can be involved with business, marketing, property, or mortgages, you can get in contact with us via the Twitter feed, which is at The Elm Experience. We'll be back soon with a few more episodes. it.
1: Thanks, Jenny. Thanks, Jude.
0: Thanks for listening and please subscribe and follow us on Twitter and remember there ain't no party like a highly regulated mortgage party and your home may be repossessed if you do not keep up repayments on a mortgage
2: or any other debt secured on it.